Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I'm going to get to your calls. I got uh, a couple of you guys. Uh, just hang on one second. I got to, as they say in the biz, let me reset the table. A local activist who has appeared on this radio station on both shows and in news stories for more than two decades, organized a protest out in front of our studio on Friday evening. He doesn't like our coverage and our discussion of the Israel-Hamas war. So he sends out this press release, and it says... There's a humanitarian crisis taking place in Gaza. The death toll is nearing 11,000, with a little less than half of them being children. While the community in Charlotte, the nation, and throughout the world has rallied in support of the Palestinians and an end to the genocide, WBT Radio has pushed anti-Palestinian and anti-Muslim propaganda, calling us terrorists, supporters, and misleading their listeners on this issue. This type of propaganda contributes to the rise in Islamophobia and threatens the safety of our communities while supporting a genocide of thousands of innocent Palestinians. We will demonstrate outside of WBT's radio studios to present our own narrative and speak our truth. All right. So if you are trying to, first off, if we were guilty of doing these things, which we are not, like this idea that we're uh, calling you terrorists, um, not aware of anybody. I haven't listened to every single minute of every single host, every single hour of every single day, because there's 15 hours of local content every single day. You can call in, you can email, you can be part of the program. If you're actually trying to communicate a different uh, story or a different, what you call it, uh, narrative and speak our truth, well, the place to do that would be on the phone or in the emails, right? So this way the listeners get to hear what you have to say. They get to hear your truth, just like we heard in the last hour, Frank's truth, which not sure what Frank knew actually to be true. He just said it's he's just looking for it or something, whatever. It doesn't matter. Point is, I'm not aware of anybody equating all the people uh, in Gaza or all Palestinians or all the demonstrators, terrorists. Hashtag not all protesters. However... However, I would say it's sort of like the thing where uh, remember the uh, remember the the narrative after Charlottesville. You know, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is a Nazi. I'm just saying that all the Nazis like Donald Trump. Remember that, right? So that like that wouldn't that wouldn't that apply here? No, but nobody has called everybody terrorists. That's silly. Misleading listeners on the issue. How so? Love to find that out. P- points to no evidence of anything just we don't like what you're saying calls us propaganda and it's contributing to the rise uh in islamophobia again no evidence to suggest that's the case and actually um the the spike is anti-semitism that's what's actually happening in america that's the truth in america that's not your truth or my truth it's the truth there has been 
a huge spike in anti-Semitism in America and around the world because of all this. And this desire to frame any kind of criticism of Hamas as somehow leading to a rise in Islamophobia. First off, you, you say it's fear. It's not fear. It's opposition. Right? I'm not afraid. It's opposition. I oppose Hamas. They're evil. They're a nihilistic death cult. That's what Hamas is. Now, if when I say Hamas, you think I'm saying Palestinian, that's on you. That's on you. All right, let's go back to the uh, phone lines here where we allow people with different opinions to actually discuss stuff. Travis, welcome to the program. Hello, Travis. Hi, Pete. Um, For the last month or so, I've been listening to these events in Palestine, and what I've been thinking about is in critical race theory, we are told that we all live within power structures that we inherited, whether we acknowledge them or not. So uh, white privilege comes from the fact that our ancestors colonized the area and then uh, handed down a structure of power that we have, whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. Well, Arabs also colonized places. That's why (gasps) Arab language is spoken outside of Saudi Arabia. Really? Saudi Arabia? Right. Yeah, no, it's true. Oh my goodness. Wait, are you is this is this information widely known, Travis? I don't think so. I just have some inside contact. I'm not <laughs> gonna tell you who. I'm not gonna tell you where they work. Okay. <laughs> right. Um so, so when the Europeans conquered the Middle East, right? I don't know that they ever actually changed um hierarchy social hierarchy. Right? Arab Muslims have pretty much always been dominant in the Middle East. And not all people in the Middle East are Arab Muslims. Right. right? There are Arab Christians. Mm-hmm. There are Jews and Assyrians. Yeah, not so much Berbers. anymore, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, for some reason, those other populations, uh, I don't know, they don't, they don't tend to, uh, they don't flourish under these societies. Well, so, if you strip back this concept that uniquely Europeans are colonial and admit that all human beings conquer places, then you're left without this victim, victimizer right. paradigm, right? Right. So now what do you do with the Middle East? I think you look at what's being offered by the two sides now, right? Because you can't say Arabs belong there, Jews don't belong there, because Arabs also have a power structure these decolonization would also mean essentially the reestablishment of Israel, right? Is that not decolonization? Right. It, well, it, the problem is is that they make different arguments depending on where they think the most advantageous position is. And so if they are trying to do an appeal to indigenous status, right? Oh, we were here first, right? If they try to do that and they realize the person they are discussing this history with knows the history... Then they realize very quickly, oh, I can't make this argument. So then they will move to, I'm the underdog, I'm the oppressed, and they'll move to a different argument, right? But if I don't know any history and they start saying, well, we were here first and all that, like you and I, it sounds like you you understand the history as well, right? This was like uh, Frank brought up the Balfour uh, Declaration. Yeah, because the Britons beat, the British beat the Ottoman Empire in World War One, and they got all this territory and Jews started yeah. moving there. Like you go ahead and move there, which by the way, I find a lot of similarities, absent the Balfour Declaration type of uh, uh, pronouncement. 
But there's there are a lot of similarities to what we are seeing in Europe with mass migration from the Middle East, right? The, these large Muslim oh. populations moving into European uh, cities, and uh, they're changing the face, the demographics of those cities. That is no different than what the Jews did at the very beginning of the uh, the twentieth century, late uh, and late eighteenth century. Which let's not forget that the people who are who are supporting Hamas actually want to copy what the Jews did, right? So the Jews moved into Israel, and now uh, now the Arabs want to move into Israel and remove the people that are there. So I, the only argument, you can't say that they're doing something unique, right? The only argument would be that one of them has the right to do it. Exactly. I don't know that that's... I, I think you have to look at what's being offered. And what's being offered is Israel is a free society, with accountability, they have a judicial system, and Hamas says, be like us, do what we say, or die. Right. <laughs> yeah, there, that's what I mean. There, yeah, there is, there, there's, and this is what I was trying to talk when, I, when you know, Frank got offended uh, when I said this is cultural narcissism, that, like, this idea that, that, we're, that these two societies are equal, and, and they are not, by any moral comparative, they are not and I'm sorry if that offends people, but one uh, one culture allows for free expression, freedom. They allow women uh, equal rights, and the other does not. And I again, sorry if that offends people, but that's the truth. And Frank was so interested in in the truth. That's the truth. Travis, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thanks so much. I uh, enjoyed it. Uh, I got still got Ralph and I got Mark. You guys stay on the line. I'll get to your calls in a minute. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out um let me uh, get a couple more calls here first this is mark hello mark welcome to the show hey Yo. thanks a lot you know one of the questions i've had since this thing with israel and palestine started is why don't the palestinian people rise up against hamas themselves they outnumber them 70 100 to 1 you know i don't understand why they're not physically taking up arms against hamas or at least providing you know, information, that's two and a half million sets of eyes and ears that could be feeding information to IDF or whoever. Some, well, some do. Uh, there are some, uh, the, the Israelis have a bunch of informants inside of Hamas and inside of the Palestinian society. That, I know, I know this to be true, right? I've seen enough of the reports uh, that have come out and, uh, and to know that that is the case. Now, uh, I think part of the problem is, and I've seen some videos of, of Gazans who are, uh, you know, calling for Israel to come free them uh, and have been yelling and screaming about Hamas being responsible for the carnage um, because they chose to attack Israel in the manner they did in an effort to derail the normalization of uh, relations between Israel and these other Sunni Arab countries. And so you have that dynamic, but there, I mean, there are, they are held captive by an authoritarian regime. 
right? I mean, there there is that element, and, and so uh, people who disagree with Hamas they get they get killed, right? They, and, well, and but maybe I'm I, and I'm believe me, there's so much more that I don't know about this than I do. But I thought I heard at one time that someone saying there was only like fifty thousand Hamas fighters there. I mean, but they've got all the weapons. They have all the weapons, well, and they attempt to... And look, they, I mean, these are people that voted for Hamas the last time they got a choice to vote at all, which right. was, you know, 15 years ago, 16 years ago. But, uh, but they, you know, Hamas does enjoy support. Part of that is because they will provide the martyr stipends, right? If your kid goes and uh, kills a bunch of Jews and dies in the process, they will give you checks for and an apartment. Um, and so they buy loyalty, and they buy soldiers that way. So... Um, there is, I mean, there is some level of support, obviously, inside uh, the Gaza society. Well, it just, I don't know, it, it seems to me, you know, when Putin invaded Ukraine, um, all fighting, all men of fighting age, 18 to 55 or something that, were told, you you got to get pick up a gun and go. Mm-hmm. I know this isn't another nation in, invading them, but it seems like, it almost seems like if the Palestinians aren't willing to fight for themselves, then they're in agreement with the government that they have. And I just think they should be fighting. They should be fighting against Hamas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm sure in time we will hear the stories of people who did just that. We've heard now stories from October 7th of people uh, who are Arabs, who are Muslim, uh, who are Palestinian, who came to the defense of the Jews that were being slaughtered and defended them. Right. So, we will hear the stories. It's just, you know, part of the problem is, and I think Frank, you know, it's like, oh, what's, you know, we don't know what uh, what all is the truth coming out of Gaza. And I agree with that. The problem is, it's not the media's fault that we don't know, quote, the truth out of Gaza. The problem is it's a war zone, right? That That's the problem right now. And before that, it was occupied and controlled by an authoritarian regime that did not want any information out with which they disagreed. So, Mark, I appreciate the call, man. Let me see if I can get Ralph on here before the uh, news. Hello, Ralph. Are you there, Ralph? No, Ralph's not there. That would explain why uh, everything got jammed up. Um, let me, uh, I got a couple of emails here. Go to the mail sack. And uh, do, do, this is from Brett, who says, Pete, what country with a modern military would not have done exactly what Israel is doing or more? Right. Um, the use of the terms genocide, um, war crimes, this sort of thing, Israel has a professional military, and I find it, uh, I don't even want to say ironic, it's, it, it's, it's kind of grotesque, actually, that people who have absolutely nothing to say about an army, a governing entity that is Hamas in Gaza, that refuses to abide by rules of war, that then those same people who have nothing to say about Hamas ignoring rules of war, then demanding that Israel follow rules of war that actually don't exist. They demand some sort of higher ethic. And, of course, that higher ethic is simply designed to impede Israel's progress. And that's why when Frank mentioned the ceasefire, like a a ceasefire will just lead to more Jews being killed, more Israelis being killed, because now they're so deep in that if you do a ceasefire, you give Hamas time to reposition and to outflank and surround. So that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, you know, I've not called for 
Israel to do or not to do anything. They are their own country. They are going to decide what they are going to do in that circumstance. And I said it from the very beginning. Right, Land is taken by those strong enough to take it and hold it. That has been the way throughout all of human history. And if we're going to start going back and giving land back to the people that were originally there, uh, there's going to be a whole lot of people all over the planet that have to leave, including a lot of Arabs. Just a heads up on that. One of the people on the bullhorn um, on Friday out in front of the WBT studios was a guy by the name of Mahmoud, Mahmoud and um, says he was born uh, over, I don't know where, in Gaza or West Bank or something. He says he's Palestinian, but he's lived in America for like 16 years or so. And uh, Brett Jensen went up to him and started asking him. He started off with a question like, hey, uh, you were saying that uh, killing babies is a war crime. And so, okay, well, if that's the case, then point to October 7th yeah. when all those children were killed in Israel. Was that a crime? It's been since 1948. This thing started way long time ago. But thankfully, due to the social media and everything, now people can reach out and we can actually show people what really is going on. Mm. But this has been happening. It's been going on all over the world. And it started in Palestine in 1948. And sadly, this has been been something that no one knew about few people in the middle east here and there people that actually did some research to know what really happened and all the crimes that have been committed against the palestinians since 1948 i'm originally from palestine from a village called al-dawaima in that village they gathered everyone and they told them to go to the mosques to go over there because they will be sent over to jordan or they will be killed. So they all gathered them in mosques with our messages. This was a really quick way to gather everyone around and fool them. They took them out, they put them all in straight lines and they murdered about over 75%. And it's in history, if you search it up, it's actually there. And the UN actually had posted about it in 1948, but no one knew about it because it was on a newspaper. And some few people only know. And this is something that's always going to happen, that's always going to keep going until we do something about it. And by doing something is we, the people, we got to stand together and we got to put a stop to this. What about the October 7th and the killing of the children and the and the, and the teenagers that were at the concert and all those? So you said killing children is a crime. Yes. Was that a crime? Which you're referring to? When... when the Palestinians and Hamas crossed over into Israel and killed all those people, over a thousand. Was that a crime? The kidnapping okay. of over 250 people You're, still? I'm just wondering, because is, is that a crime? That's a good question, actually. So what they actually did, if you do actually some true research, who they killed is actually soldiers. Are actually soldiers. Now what we... What about the girl that was just found that was beheaded that was a 14-year-old girl that, or 17-year-old girl? That is not true, and we do not condemn this. If this happened, if this is something that actually happened there are proofs regarding this then of course that is not something that we should we stand here for all of those people but for everyone that's actually being killed so it didn't happen see so frank thought i was trying to trap him with something early uh, in the last hour when he called in and i was asking him like do you think that uh, the atrocities that hamas uh, is accused of perpetrating do you think that that happened and frank thought i was trying to like you know like play gotcha with them or something. No, I'm I'm trying to establish a baseline of mutually agreed upon facts. 
And so this is why I ask, do you think that happened? Because if you don't think it happened, then the discussion is going to be very, very different than if we both agree upon that as a fundamental fact. And much like this protest leader, Mahmoud, he says, if you actually did true research, right, you do the true research, if you actually do the research, I guess like he has, well, no, Hamas just killed soldiers. They didn't kill any children. And then he denies that um, Hamas committed atrocities and recorded them and uploaded them. Hamas did put out videos showing all these people being killed at that concert. I believe I believe that you are mistaken and you are referring to something that actually did not happen. Although I'm not here for Hamas. I'm here for Gaza. I'm here ah. for the kids that are dying. We're not here for Hamas. No one is here for Hamas. Regarding what Hamas is doing, we're here for the kids. If they want Hamas, face Hamas. Go attack Hamas through the land. Don't throw rockets. Don't kill little children. You want Hamas? Go face Hamas. They are. Hamas, go take care of Hamas. They are grateful nation. They are a really great nation. They have very, they're really powerful. Why don't they go and attack Hamas? Why kill the little children? That's our problem. If Hamas is killing children as well, which we did not see any proofs of that, but if they actually doing that, we want them to stop that. We want everyone to stop killing children all around the world. But at the moment, what's going on is Gaza, Kids are dying every day, and someone with humans, humans actually need to do something about it. So you don't think Hamas killed any children or killed any women or kidnapped all these people? They I just want- kidnapped. They did kidnap, and oh. of course that's wrong with the kidnapping. Okay. Wrong. But what we also see on the news, those people that actually been kidnapped, talking about they were well treated. Also, oh. We saw over 80 uh, of the civilians that were actually over there kidnapped. They actually died by Israeli bombs. Right, like the. Um like the, the the girl in the wheelchair. I think that was the 14-year-old that Brett Jensen was referencing, the one who had all of, like, she had a feeding tube and all that, and she was at that concert, and she was taken as a hostage and uh, didn't make it far inside of the Gaza boundary before she was murdered. And they found her body. They found the YouTube influencer, the tattoo artist girl. They found her body, Right. Um, what he also engaged in there was the Mott and Bailey tactic, right? Mott and Bailey, which is you make, uh, easily defensible claims when challenged on harder to defend claims, right? The Bailey being the old farmland, the Mott being the tower at the center of the town behind the walled, uh, fortress, right? And so you run out onto the Bailey and you make these. Uh, more difficult to defend claims because the farmland around the, the old villages, they're more difficult to defend. And then when you start getting attacked for having a really terrible opinion, you then retreat back to the Mott, which is an easily defensible position, which is stop killing children. Yes, but also note the original deflection that he engaged in. The initial deflection is, well, if Israel's so great and they're so strong and powerful, they should just be going after Hamas. Uh, yeah, buddy, that is what they're doing. Well, then why are they killing children? Because Hamas is using them as human shields. Hamas has built rockets and uh, military installations and hundreds of miles of tunnels all underneath Gaza and inside uh, soft targets, in, not even targets, inside uh, you know schools and mosques and all that, specifically for the reason that when, uh, once they are hit, then Hamas runs to the international press and gets useful idiots to amplify 
their propaganda, which is the Israelis are committing war crimes. When, in fact, the Israelis are targeting, they're telling people to leave. Hamas is shooting at them as they try to leave. Hamas is blocking them. Hamas is killing them. Hamas does that to their own people because they, by the way, this is the thing about a nihilistic death cult is that there is no higher cause for them than to die a martyr. That's it. You go, you go right to the front of the line. You're into heaven. He was then asked about this uh, human shields. Brett Jensen asked him about the use of civilians as human shields. You'll never guess. You'll never guess what his opinion on that is. Uh, two more sound bites. Again, Brett Jensen went down to the protest that it was uh, that was staged in front of the WBT studio on Friday. Talked to a couple of the people. Scott Hamilton, I believe, went out there. Mark Garrison went out there. Talked to these people who were like so upset. If they even knew who WBT was, didn't know anybody, any of the host's name or anything. It was just like they were they were there in they were there to intimidate. They were there to scare me and others into not speaking in a way that they don't agree with. That's the purpose of these mob protests in front of uh, radio stations or media outlets. And so when you start talking to these people, like, for example, Brett asked him, great question. He said, you know, what about this idea that uh, Hamas is using civilians as human shields? So let's say this is actually going on. So if they're using kids as human shields, what we do is we kill the kids. We are here, thankfully, if you ever see anybody actually holding, using a kid as a shield, you would never actually think to actually think about hurting that person. Why? Because there's a little ch- little child in front of you. That's a child. We're not, no one, no one should actually hurt a child. Yeah. See? That's the tactic. Not sure he meant to make that point, but that's the tactic. That's the reason you use the human shields. Because you don't value their lives, but you know your enemy does. If I were to walk up to you, and by the way, there was a, there was a political cartoon that ran in the uh, Washington Post by um, Ramirez. Is it Daniel Ramirez, I believe is his name? Um, Michael, sorry, Michael Ramirez. And it's a picture of the leader of uh, Hamas, that guy who's going around doing all the interviews, talking about how we're going to annihilate all the Jews and everything. And um, he's got little babies and a woman uh, tied to him. So he's got all these babies all like tied to his body. And he says, how dare Israel attack civilians? Right, that's the point. If somebody were to actually, if somebody were to invade your home and they have got a child, like in one of those little carrier things, like strapped to their chest, you know, like a little baby. And that person enters your home with a gun and starts shooting at you and your kids and your wife to murder all of you. And you return fire. Who's responsible for the death of the child that's strapped to the attacker's chest? Next up, do you think the October 7th casualties... We're all made up. I actually didn't see that. 
I have no actually I don't know what you're talking about exactly about 1100 people I never seen that reported yeah it might even be 1400 people actually is what really? is what is what the reports are okay well of course we do not condemn that we are here you are mistaken what I'm here for I'm ah. here for the kids that are dying in Gaza I'm here for the kids that are dying all around the world at the moment can you tell me what's happened since October 7th with all the bombing that's been going on in Gaza and you know what 13,000 people something like that have how, died you know how many kids died in Gaza over 5,000 kids died in Gaza and that's the least 5,000 kids you, you see what we're talking about here this is something continuous if it has stopped over there we would be right here saying why did Hamas do that and kill all those for the 1400 people that you're talking about but we're here now because but they didn't since then since 1948 kids are dying and we're here to talk about what's going on with all these kids and we need to stop this we need to all stand together as humans and stop the killing of the little innocent children okay see so he doesn't know about the death toll of october 7th which he's not even like i thought we only killed soldiers right so he hasn't heard any of that he doesn't believe there was any women children nothing none of those atrocities occurred but if they had he would totally be here Right. Opposing Hamas. But that's not what they're here for now, because right now it's about the Israelis against the Palestinians. But also going back to 1948. See, so you got to look at all the history. Except for a couple parts. And I'll tell you what parts that you should ignore, See, because if you ignore those parts, then it makes my argument far more persuasive in getting you to stop you know, wiping out Hamas. Because that's what Israel is attempting to do. I do have some messages. Let me get to these. Um, This is from Russ. Wow, caller Frank. Uh, So Jabril, he's always struck me as one of the most egregious examples of spokespersons. He seems highly intelligent, and I don't doubt the sincerity of his faith, but he has always been a gaslighter, and he sticks to his points regardless of facts or being caught in logical inconsistencies. I really think he knows better, which gives me a very slimy vibe from him. His talking points are best for a quote in written media or a call-and-run radio appearance. But once he gets pushback or even genuine follow-up questions, it all falls apart. Yeah. I don't know. I think he may overestimate him. I'm, I'm not sure if he's... Yeah, maybe. I don't know.